Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinema Small Talk. I am Pat. And I'm Matt. Welcome back. And uh, we are here today to discuss film trilogies. Um, basically, some of our favorite ones. Some ones we've seen. Maybe some ones we have not seen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll, basically what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll mention a trilogy, and then we'll kind of break down each film in that trilogy. Not too in-depth, but mostly just which ones we like more than the other, because we're going over quite a few of them here. Um, but uh, before we get into all that, Matt, hey, um, seen anything good or new lately? Anything exciting? Yeah. Um, let's see. Last night, uh, I finally watched Mulholland Drive. David oh, Lynch. okay. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Yes. It's a good shit. It's actually a pretty classic movie. Have you seen it? Years ago. Oh, really? I was a kid. I could probably not remember anything from that movie. Little Pat enjoyed a couple scenes specifically, oh, yes. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you know. I, well, I, like I was, I would, I would hunt scenes out like that when I, as a movie. If it had boobs in it, uh, I'm finding it. So, um, but okay, no, yeah, Mulholland we, Drive. Okay, yeah, Mulholland Drive loved it. Uh, we're big David Lynch fans, so that yes. uh, that's no surprise. Um, I was on vacation recently. Watched um, my first Hitchcock that wasn't titled like The Birds or Psycho. <laughs> right. Um, foreign Correspondent, which is kind of like a, a espionage spy thriller kind of. It's really, really good, really enjoyable. I have never seen it. I've only seen a couple Hitchcocks. Uh, probably the same ones you have in like Rear Window, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, my big thing over the last month has been, thanks to you finally convincing me, um, like three years too late, asshole, um, is to uh, uh, catch up on Game of Thrones. Uh, my goal is to be caught up before the finale yes. in uh, just over two weeks. About goddamn time. I know this is not movie-related, but it's 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 big enough it's now in pop culture that basically these enough. are movies. They're practically they're so, movies. Yeah, they're cinema quality. Um, yeah, I've been watching this show since the beginning, since it, since it first aired. I'm so freaking glad you are finally watching it. I've been watching it for the last two months. Oh, so I'm like, I'm like fa- not fast-forwarding. I'm just blowing through yeah. all these... All these highlights and and stuff. It's um, yeah stuff that we had to marinate on for literally years. In some cases, you were just like, oh, okay, on to the next big moment. Pretty much, pretty much. No, um, I love it. I hate it. Um, in all the ways I'm sure everyone else yes. has. Uh, it sucks because I can't really share in all the moments of shock no. and uh, disappointment that that uh, have occurred um, with the rest of the population, but. Oh. It's fine. I'm glad you're liking it. I'm glad you're finally watching it. So it, it sucks because there's enough promotion around yeah. that I kind of know who's still around. Yeah, but it doesn't uh, take away from me wanting to um, see. I've told you when I first started watching the show, this show is just about like for me like comeuppance. Oh yeah, it's like there's comeuppance meter, and it's just like everyone. It's like it's been pegged in the red since like, it's like season I want you to two. die. I want you to die. I really want you to die. It's like I want you to die. It's like now how horribly do I yes. want you to die? And Different it's just levels. Like you crank up the levels, mm-hmm. and it's like some characters start to endear you more. Yeah. Whereas like after the first episode, it's kind of like, well, you're a shit, and I hope you die. Then it's like, okay, you're not quite as terrible as you. Yeah, used and then to by be. the end, you're loving them and will weep if they die. So yeah, yeah. it's it, that not show is very yet, good about but, it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm loving it. It's it's very cool. Good. Um, about half, almost all the way through season five now. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, you're about to hit on one of my favorite episodes, and I, I cannot wait for you to watch that. So hard hand or something like that. Uh, yes, hard hard hand. Hard hand. Hand yes. bone. Yes, hard home. Very good episode. Hard home. Okay. So um, en- enough about that. Even I, because this would literally turn into a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, we'll have to I do could that. talk about it all day. When I finish, we'll we'll do an episode. There we go. That's mark that on the calendars, folks. So today, like I said earlier, we are talking about trilogies, um, and one of the trilogies that we will talk about uh, at some point t- today is The Matrix. Now we had a little bit oh, of okay. news lately, 
about the Matrix, some potential that we might uh, be getting it? more of it. Yeah, um, there's Stan some... Stileski, Stahelski, the director of John Wick. Oh, that's right. Um, John Wick 3 was talking about it, and I guess the Wachowskis are apparently working on it. Yeah, this might just be all kind of rumor still and speculation, but um, I'm not opposed to it. They, they, they've kind of... I mean, I, I, I enjoyed... And we'll get into it more later, but I enjoyed The Matrix for the most part. Um, I think uh, there... It depends. I almost would like to see prequel. Well, the, the thing is they, they even have it built into the to their lore that it basically... It's like a recurring thing. Yeah. The one is a recurring thing. That's right. Um, yeah, I remember Yeah, that. I think it supposedly was supposed to end with Neo, but you could do a prequel on it and not even miss a beat, really. So... Um, that, uh, along with some other movie-related things, I know the Cannes Film Festival is coming up, which is, I know, something that you've been kind of keeping an eye on. Yeah, um, I think it's next week. At the time we're recording this, it, it uh, kicks off next week. The, the, the lineup was preliminarily announced, but they kind of finalized it recently. Um, some of the ones that we're looking forward to, at least myself, and I'm sure you are too, yeah. um, you know, obviously we have uh, Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He got that done in time for a premiere at Cannes. That's impressive. Uh, which is a big thing. It's in competition, too. Um, famously, he took Pulp Fiction there in 94 yes. and won the Palme d'Or. So we'll see. Um, Still my favorite Tarantino movie. Uh, yeah, I think same here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped for this. Yeah, um, I am, too. Uh, of, of the three movies that we kind of that pegged for for standouts, um, we obviously, like you just said, Matt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, Hidden Life, which which one is that? I'm not so that, familiar with that That, that is Terrence Malick's new one. Oh, okay. So it got, it got renamed. It was like Radigan or something like that when he was in it was in production. But um, that is finally complete. As going to be at Cannes. Um, what, uh, what kind of weird mind fuckery will this movie be? You've never seen a Malick, so you don't know. There's no mind fuckery. No, that's not really. They used about all that kind of weird shit. No, no. Um, now you're thinking maybe David Lynch. Maybe, yeah. Um, but no, this was. Um, it's the story of um, an Austrian. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a farmer, but anyway, he during World War II. He um, he's part of a resistance uh, against um, the Nazi army, um, kind of like one man story about holding out against uh, kind of impossible odds. I've got of... the link there; you can find the plot if you really want it. But um, the big thing is this is his first Malick film in quite a few years. Yeah. Um, he famously his last few movies have not been well received. He uh, he shot them essentially all without a script. Um, the the big criticism I haven't seen them yet are they essentially it's kind of like Malik kind of going up his own ass kind of wanking it just when, the when, entire time when you see when you see his first one which hopefully will later today um you'll kind of get a sense of his visual style and you can kind of see how that can go over the top or like in the case of Thin Red Line or Tree of Life how it it fucking works um so with uh um Hidden Life he's actually going back to to a script. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I think everyone's kind of waiting on bated breath because his last few have kind of disappointed. But before right. that, um, all of his movies were were held with high acclaim, not just like well received, like high acclaim. Right. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Hope it's really good. Um, the other big one um, that we kind of have our eyes set on is uh, the Dead Don't Die, which is actually opening up. Can oh it's, nice. It's, yeah, it's it's opening up and it's in competition. So yeah, that that one uh, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to as well. I think that looks very different. Yeah, very different take on zombie movies. Yes, you know, Jim Jarmusch, obviously directing that one. Good cast, really. I mean, really, really good cast yeah. involved. So I, I'm I'm pretty excited about that one. And I usually don't get like crazy about like the film festivals and all the movie, a lot of movies that come out of them. N- not typically my fare. Um, I know it's definitely more up your alley, but but 
these ones that have been mentioned, especially Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that that's the one yeah. I'm looking forward to most. Because no, I'm I, a big I, Tarantino fan. Don't forget Solo premiered at Cannes last year. That's right, it did. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of an odd, yeah. an odd one to premiere. It's, it's, I always think of that as more like, you know, I guess highbrow kind that's of stuff. Not, don't think of it like that. No? No. Okay. I guess maybe Sundance is more independent, right? That's just, what that's more yeah, like. Yeah, just think of it as, as more just a big movie festival. Anything. Yeah, yeah, it, it's celebrating, you know, it's celebrating films. So whether right. or not it's, you know, Ron Howard bringing a Disney-produced Star Wars film or, you know, Terrence Malick, you know, making uh, his first movie in so many years that no one knows nothing about. Um, yeah, it, it's all across the board. Looking forward to it. Um, so hopefully by that time we get around to our next episode um, in the near future, you should hear it. We'll kind of recap that a little bit and see yeah, what's definitely. coming out of there um, on fire and what uh, should be on fire in a dumpster. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure, you know, that's famous for movies getting booed and yeah. people walking out and all that kind of stuff. There will always Lars, be at least one or two. Lars von Trier. Yeah, well, he, 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 he goes kicked, for that reaction, though. kicked out a can for a while. They, they won't let him in. He releases really, really fucked up things. So Somewhat. Melancholy is great seen that no I haven't. I mean, like, you should i think it's on you don't subscribe to hulu because you suck um <laughs> i'm not made of money matt i have enough subscriptions already i yeah how much i pay for it a month what a dollar how they had a promo at the new year it was like sign up for a year for a buck well i'll, I'm give, a, you, I'll give you my login i missed the boat on that one i'll give you my login so anyway yes thank you so anyway guys let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode and potatoes and potato we got meat and potatoes guys my favorites so film trilogies yeah so many famous ones in existence why trilogies pat what why are trilogies such a thing because when we were putting together the show notes on this i was like what the hell it's like it's like now you get the big franchises, you know, right. on Kickstart, like, oh, if this works well, we can do a trilogy. But it's like, where did the idea of a trilogy even start? Um, really, I think the first true movie trilogy or I can not, think of. Not even of, where it started, but why Why do we have trilogies? Well, because it's a, it's for narrative structure. You have a beginning, middle, end. So you have beginning, setting up everything, middle, which you'll kind of have, you know, maybe even like not necessarily a climax, but basically a, a big kind of like moment like in star wars where it's like i mean you know the darth vader luke scene right um where it's like oh boy and then it's like that sets you up for your end so yeah. you know see. if you look at it from like a narrative structure it's it's a great way of telling a story of telling a complete story i have to say though some of my favorite trilogies are almost those that either started out not being planned as trilogies right. or were just kind of like they're not necessarily they're just kind of uh related yeah. And they're not necessarily like sequentially ordered, kind of. Yeah, like uh, even one we're going to talk about, like Indiana Jones. It's like there's not a huge overarching story there. It's no. just it's like three episodes. Yeah, uh, uh, three adventures of Indiana Jones. It's, it's I, more, I like that because it's meant to be that more pulpy, um, uh, not serialized, but more almost like anthologies. Yeah, where yeah. each one stands on its own. But if you look at them as a group of three movies, you can kind of see the arc of a character. Right. Right. You know, in some capacity. So, uh, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, a couple of ones that we've actually mentioned in the past, on past episodes, um, was, one was Back to the Future, which I absolutely adore, is one of my favorite trilogies of all time, and the initial, uh, I guess because it really was, basically capped off as a trilogy, was Toy Story. I know we have a new one coming out this year, um, later on this summer, but to me, that, that those three movies are a perfect 
trilogy. All right. So, so a fun thing we're gonna do, we're gonna each talk about our what what our favorites are uh, uh, in these trilogies. So what's your yes. favorite in the Back to the Future? What's your favorite? Um, favorite overall is the first one. I would agree. Um, followed for me by the third one. I would agree. And then the second one. I would agree. Because I love westerns, and that one kind of was just to me was just was was great. Uh, really wrapped thing. Yeah, exactly. Clint Eastwood. Um, the second one is great. I you know I kind of like you know it's a very much a lot of stuff from the first one in it. You know they go back to that same period, but also kind of shows you how the dangers of what they're doing with time travel, which is really kind of cool. Um, I mean the Back to the Future movies are to me. Are, are perfect movies. Phenomenal score by yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, I believe, right? He directed it. No, Robert, okay, no, uh, Alan Silvestri. There you go. I, I don't know why I confuse those two all the time. There you go, friend. Fuck you. Um, the, so yeah, um, Robert Zemeckis directed, Alan Silvestri composed. Also, you know, touching on our Game of Thrones talk, um, you know, just a touch of incest in that first one as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, they would fit right in in Westeros. They would be like, <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. That's not going to go for it. Time travel. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, uh, I, I, so I think that's pretty self, that pretty much straightforward and we both pretty much agree on, yeah. on, on the order uh, of things there. Um, how about Toy Story? Uh, third one for me is my favorite. Yeah. Um, just al- almost for one. that ending. Yeah. The first one's great. Um, probably, probably three, one, two for me. Um, I might go one, three, two. Yeah. Uh, it's just because you know, the third one's great and it's really, really fucking sad. Um, Great, well, you know me. Phenomenal. Yeah, I know. You like all that sad shit. Um, but yeah, and it was really, that that was a, a phenomenal ending uh, for, for that trilogy. So those ones are pretty are pretty easy to kind of, you know, those are very approachable. A lot of people who, pretty much anyone who's seen those movies enjoys them. Um, some of the most popular ones of all time. I've never met some animal that doesn't enjoy either of those. Yeah, I mean, who, what kind of piece of shit would not like Toy Story? Or Back to the Future. Piece of shit. Garbage people. No, all right. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of movie trilogies out there, and we, we've kind of, you know, narrowed it down to a few. Some of our favorites. Some of our favorites. Our absolute favorites. Yes. Um, and this is going to be fun because we're going to kind of start to see the, you know, our tastes are pretty similar. Yeah. But we're going to kind of see where they diverge a little right, bit as exactly. far as, like, our bread and butters. Right. So let's start off, uh, let's write from the top here of what we have on our list, and that would be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, boy. So. Not The Hobbit? Not The Hobbit. Oh, man. And that was on Hobbit. my list. No, uh, it wasn't. No. no. It wasn't. No. no. I don't mind the Hobbit movies, honestly. I don't either. I could have done without the third one. but um, Yeah. And we've, we've mentioned this before, but um, Lord of the Rings. Should have been two movies. Well, yeah, no, it should have been. So, but Lord of the Rings... You know, each each movie being to a corresponding book in yeah. the book trilogy. Um, you had source. You had a source material that was uh, very so easy to mine. Rich, though, too. I mean, they for those are those are actual books that they could have done multiple movies per each book. You talk about Game of Thrones again. Uh, right, it makes exactly. me want to watch these Lord of the Rings. Movies. Oh yeah, it actually that does too because I've been rewatching the series as well. Um, so let's get into it then. So, what is your what would be your order of movies for Lord of the Rings um, as far as your favorite. Two Towers, Fellowship, and then Return of the King. No shit. Yeah. Really? Okay. Is that surprising? To me it is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the bits in Rohan. Okay. I, I love the the scene. The, the, I mean, I the love, Battle of Helm's Deep is The, the Battle incredible. of Helm's Deep is, is beyond incredible. Um, There's uh, the Frodo and Sam shit gets a little long in that one, I'll yeah. admit, but uh, 
I always I always think of a scene from Clerks too when they're going on about that. So to me, it's it's still it's the best. Just fucking walking. Yeah. Um, the Ents finally do pay off, but yeah. um, it, it's and then Fellowship. Uh, maybe Fellowship is higher for me. Fellowship is my favorite. It might be my favorite. Uh, but, too. And, and and I'm gonna put a little ca- uh, little caveat here. Um, to me, the only way to watch these movies is to watch the extended cuts. No, yeah. Um, it really adds so much. Like n- to me, needed stuff to to these movies. Um, when I, cause I still have those DVDs. Um, back when they came out. Now, my 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 order would go, Fellowship, Return of the King, Two Towers. I, I could Return of the King goes on too long for me at the end. It can. It's a little longer than drags. Yeah, nine different endings. Um, but I mean that's pretty much what was in the book, and. The yeah, because of the I mean, Return of the King is just so freaking epic. The battles and stuff like that are great. It is epic. Um, I love the the first one definitely to me, only because it's such a tight kind of story. You have all these characters that are still together because then they get separated. Then things start to go you know every which way. You have all these multiple kind of narrative right, threads right. going on um, in the subsequent movies. I, I love everything about uh, Fellowship of the Ring. It just to me just flows the best out of all the movies. Has, I, has one of the best endings out of all the movies. I actually might say that might be my favorite. Yeah, yeah. now that I think about Convinced it. Convinced you? You get you, you the um, um, Elrond. No, what's it? Uh, the River Riverdale River Run. Uh, yeah, it's, Rivendell. It's Rivendell. Yeah. Um, you get the Rivendell stuff. That that's pretty cool. Yeah. Casa um, Doom. Uh, the Mines of Yeah, uh, the Mines Moria. of Moria. Yeah. The Balrog yeah. scene. The Balrog. Yeah. My absolute favorite part of the movie is Boromir's death. Sean Bean, you know, my boy, always dying. But always, but in that movie is probably my favorite movie, Death. Yeah. It's the most, like, heroic in a way. It's just so, it's so good. It, it even goes on. It goes on for a bit. I mean, this guy's getting riddled with arrows, and he just keeps on going. I uh, love that scene. Yeah. But, and then, you know, the goodbye between, you know, Aragorn. He knows that Frodo has to go. He has to walk this path on his own, and then... You know, it's like Aragorn knows that, hey, okay, we got our own our own story, our own mission that we got to do. So, yeah, for me, it's definitely Fellowship, Return, and Two Towers. I lo- And I love Two Towers. Don't get me wrong. It's just because it's last doesn't mean I don't enjoy that movie. Um, I, I enjoy that because of the Battle of Helm's Deep, really. That's one of the most epic things I've ever seen. That battle does. You, you, but then you, you get to build the friendship yeah. between Gimli, uh, Gimli and, and Legolas. And Legolas and Aragorn. They're kind of like, well, you know. Carrying on from the first movie, like right. it, we're just gonna go get him back, kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a toss up. Uh, that, that Battle of Helm's Deep, though. I, I mean, know he, it really is Gandalf good. at the end. Yep, and uh, oh, the opening scene with with when they show uh, Gandalf fighting the Balrog. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember reading that in the book and was like, "Holy shit!" It's like I need to see this like on the screen. I'm glad they included that in the movie. A great way to open it too. So. Um, I think that pretty much sums that up for for Lord of the Rings for us. I mean, we both enjoy it. It yeah. really was. I mean, and at the time, you know, we we talk a lot about the MCU here, but and what that's done as far as epic cinema, kind of, you know, this big story all connected and and whatnot. But uh, Lord of the Rings really did a great job of that. And this was back in you know ninety nine, early two thousands, you know, high school era for you and I. Um. And I mean, Return of the King won all of the awards. Yeah, it did. I mean, still holds that record. 
And it deservedly so. I mean, and, and that was maybe not necessarily just for that movie, but as for what that trilogy did. It was more like, hey, you've earned this with these three films. Here's some some accolades. And I, I very, very deserved. So. Yeah. But um, anything else to add? No, no. no. Uh, great movies. Wonderfully acted. Yes. Wonderfully directed. Great, great scores. Oh, oh yeah. Unbelievably good. That, that Unbelievably good. I, I'll actually still listen to those just when I want some music going on in the background. So. Yep. Um, so let's move on to our next one, okay. Matt. Uh, you have on here the Faith Trilogy. What is that? Ooh, this is good. Um, so this is a trilogy of films by Ingmar Bergman. Of course, you fucking snob. I, I'm fucking snobby about it. Snobby. Uh, um, no, it's, just a, it's just a trilogy by Ingmar Bergman. You know, that's, that's it. That's all it is. See, this, you may not have heard of it because you're a fucking uh, this plebe. Sti- Did I say that? That's you. You, you implied it. Fuck that. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong. So it's it's there's nothing snobbery about it. They're good movies. I'm They're, sure they are. I just haven't seen them, so therefore it makes you a snob and me not. Makes you an asshole. Yeah, probably. Um, no, it's about. Um, more or less, they're they're different stories. They're not tied together as far as like so three independent stories. Yeah, but they all examine um, religion in the sense of like the the necessity of it and kind of the the lack of God in um, how God almost like abandons you and and so crisis crises of faith basically essentially okay. um, composed of you know through a glass darkly. Uh, the Silent, and uh, Winter Light. Um, well, obviously, since these are not the most popular movies, I'm not going to spend uh, yeah. ten minutes talking about each movie. Because you, you could, you definitely could. Um, Winter Light. Um, if anyone's seen uh, First uh, Reformed, it came out last year, uh, directed by Paul Schrader, starring Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Hawk. Yeah, yeah, and Amanda Seyfried. Um, she was in it as well. And uh, yeah, more or less, it's story of in Winter Light. Um, a priest in a rural town in Sweden. He has a uh, a young couple, a husband and a wife, and the wife asks the priest to talk to her husband. Her husband has um, a real fear of nuclear war. Uh, like at the time, I guess it was legit. anxiety riddled. Like he he um, he thinks the only way out is is death. Um, and so she asks the priest to kind of help and talk to him. And in talking to the priest. Um, that kind of opens up, um, makes the priest question, you know, as far as makes him question his own faith. idea of absence of God. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and all the stories are kind of more or less about that. Similar, um, like thematically, it was kind of what makes them a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, there, there are they're short films. Um, they're on like a lot of streaming services, like Canopy and the Criterion Channel, obviously. Um, recommended, but it it's. It's a great job how movies from the the '60s that are at this point almost 60 years old themselves, um, you know, kind of explore. Uh, like I said, First Reformed came out last year. A lot of people thought it should have been nominated for Best Picture. Um, stories that still resonate today. Right. Yeah, cool. I mean, religion in general and faith is is a a major thing for a lot of people yeah. still. You know, to this day, um, you know, regardless of people's viewpoints on on it on religion on organized religion, faith is a is a different thing entirely. And they're so, good movies in general. Um, yeah. Like The Silence. Um, is that the one the... with uh, Max von Sydow? No, Winter Light is, is with okay. Max von Sydow. Um, let me pull up uh, the wiki page here quick because I don't want to uh, misrepresent this here. Um, 
Yeah, it's the tale of so the science is like two sisters. Um, one of them, as in sisters or nuns? No, sisters. Like okay, actual actual sisters. sisters. Okay. Um, they're traveling. Um, one is kind of a an an intellectual, um, but she's sick. She she's likely dying. Presumably, like cancer, or something like that. And her sister, along with her young son, is there, kind of caring for her. Right. And you have this growing resentment between the sisters because the one sister just wants to kind of be free and do her own thing, and she's tied to her her sick and ailing sister. Um, completely unable to like communicate between one another, um, and uh, it just kind of throughout the film isolation just kind of grows between all three characters, even between the boy and the, his aunt and his mother. Right. And you get this kind of more hopelessness between all of them almost. Okay. Um, again, it sounds dark and sad, but it's not. It's it's it's. I'm really, sure it is, but yeah. it sounds interesting at least. So but check it out. Ch- ch- at least, I will. Uh, no, definitely. When, when, if if there's one to start with, check out Winter Light. Trust me, I have a list of all those movies that you know you've seen that you want me to see. And I'll, I'll eventually get around to. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's go on to our next uh, trilogy. Yeah. Which is kind of a loose trilogy. Again, I think probably in the same way that the previous one, the Faith one, is a kind of a loose trilogy, and that would be the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. Oh, that's good shit. And for those of you who may not know what that is, that would be Edgar Wright's films of um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Yes. Basically, a similar thread throughout all of them is that it's similar casting. Um, basically, it's all Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and, and each one's a different take on type of movie, right? Um, right, with, exactly. With exactly. Uh, with unique little twists and stuff yes. in them. Uh, you know, you got the zombie movie, yep, and then you've the police action movie, the buddy cop, yep. like Point Break, exactly. Yeah. And then you've got the alien invasion movie. Yes. Um, what is your like? What is your ranking here? So everyone, kind of like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are the two that are most adored out of this. Yes, but World's End is very good. It, it, yeah, it, 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 is. it doesn't. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, it, it it doesn't get as much praise as these other two, and no. I feel that's um, uh, is is that your favorite of the of the three? No, it's not. I would say my favorite is probably Hot Fuzz. Mine too. And then it might be World's End, and then Shaun of the Dead. Now, here's the thing: I love all these movies. Yeah. So putting Shaun of the Dead third is not saying like it's my no, least. It's like exactly. it's not good. That's no, fucking amazing. Um, now this is it's fun. It, you can tell that Edgar Wright and this cast are having so much fun yes. making these movies. You can just feel it. I absolutely love Hot Fuzz. It's one of my favorite movies, like just in general. Um, especially, like, it's you know, it's an action comedy, but it's also kind of making fun of action comedies, but mm-hmm. not in a spoof sort of way. Let's say Shaun of the Dead. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So for me, it probably would go Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and then World's End would probably be my my ranking. Um, yeah. There's a speech. Um, uh, Wow, um, Simon Pegg's character at the end of World's End, that he has a, a big dramatic speech to the aliens, um, essentially on behalf of the human race, to tell them to go f- fuck off and let us make our own mistakes. Right. That is is like it's not workplace appropriate. But God, I would love to hang that above my desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I enjoy anything that um, those actors, the principal actors, at least like Nick Frost and and Simon Pegg, big fans of them. Yeah, great. Love great. Edgar Wright. Great supporting cast in there too. Oh, Bill yeah. Nye's in yep. all of the movies. Yep, exactly. Martin Freeman. Yep. Um, uh, oh, uh, Timothy Dalton in Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Great. Great cast. And and great. It really pretty much does no wrong in in our opinion. Um, and if like you're Baby a fan Driver of, was phenomenal. If you're a fan of British comedy, there's lots right. of British comedy yes. tie-ins too. From his from Edgar Wright's first uh, t- television series, Spaced, 
Um, yep. There's cuts, uh, tie-ins from there. Um, a lot of local British, small, smaller British comedians are in these movies. Um, I know it's great. The pop culture references are perfect. Uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. I, I love In Worlds and um, how, and again, we don't care about spoilers here. Um, it's very much, there's no hint that this is an alien invasion movie. Right. Until maybe what, one, until the second act? Something like that, yeah. The whole first act is just they're like, they're pub crawling, you know. It's, reluctantly, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're trying like one guy's trying to relive his glory days, exactly. Yes, and gets his all his old buddies, and they go do a pub crawl, and a third of the way the move through the movie, it turns into a fucking alien invasion, movie. right? Out of it's nowhere, awesome. yeah. And it just kind of goes from there, but yeah, no, that's definitely a good one, you know. Trilogy, because I mean, even Edgar Wright, I guess, considers it a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So you know, and it's called the Three Flavors Cornetto because in each movie. You see yes. a Cornetto wrapper. It's an ice cream bar, for those of you who don't know. It's basically like what we would call like a drumstick. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah. And, no, they, that, and they that's all definitely... feature characters running over or jumping over fences. Yes. Yes, they do. Yep. Another tie-in. Yep. So, that does it for that one. Um, the next one coming up is one that is a little bit of a, of a disclaimer on this one. Um, <laughs> we love this one. Yeah. But we have not actually seen... The entire trilogy of this yeah. next one. So we'll do it quick. Uh, yeah. So it's the Planet of the Apes prequel trilogy. Yes. So the funny thing is, um, see what happened was what happened was um, I had bought the War for the Planet of the Apes like a year ago. Yeah. And it's been on my shelf for a year. Yep. It's been on my streaming services for a year because I got the digital copy, which you have too. Well, you actually because you let me borrow the first two, and I watched them both in one night, and I loved them. Yeah, and it was I think it was actually right before the last one came out because we were going to see it in the theater. Yeah, we were. Like that. And it just never happened. Exactly. And uh, yeah, well, whoops. Yeah. So I oh, uh, that one um, of 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 the movies we've seen, um, the second one I oh, can't yeah. remember if it's Dawn or Rise. Um, Rise. The one without James Franco. I like that, and with yeah. Jason Clark and Gary Oldman. Yeah, I'm not a huge James Franco fan, honestly. He's, just, uh, he's a, for me. Give or take. Um, that that second one though was great. Um, the scene with with the, the ape's name is Koba. Yeah, with uh, that evil s- ape. Yeah, that that scene of the two soldiers, and oh, like, he starts playing dumb, like oh, yes. I'm just a monkey, yeah. and, then, and then he just just fills them with bullets with uh-huh. that machine gun. Oh, that that scene in... I was never a Planet of the Apes fan, even growing up, like the original ones. I remember yeah, it's then, you know, my like, dad would put them on. I was like, what's this shit? I'm like, this is weird. It was the know? same thing. I was like, these are classics. It's like, like yeah, yeah, really? Are they? I mean, but the, these new ones, the take, you know, the, the, the different take that they that they did with them, really, really good. Andy Serkis, again, mocap kind of god over here, um, playing the main, the main ape, uh, Caesar. Really, really good, and I enjoy. I really enjoyed the first two. I have no doubt that we both probably enjoyed the third, the third one. Great, yeah. So have I. So we'll kind of move on from that one since we technically cheated and haven't seen the whole thing. <laughs> but if we figured, we felt it was worth mentioning because cinema small talk, motherfuckers. Exactly, this is what we're all about. Exactly, um, so that's 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 the show, people. So it's definitely worth mentioning. So that's why we 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 went ahead with it. So, but that puts us to the next one. Which kind of goes into a different vein, different genre, and that would be comic book movies, and that would be the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh yeah. So I think you and I are going to have different, definitely have a different list ranking here. You think so? I think so. I don't think so. What? Let's 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 hear it first. Let's hear yours first. Oh okay. Um, my first one is Batman Forever, or <laughs> Bat? No, Batman and Robin. Right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um. 
Hold on a second. I'm, I'm looking at something on my phone right now. It's much more important than this. Um, Bullshit. Fuck you. Uh, fuck you. Your damaged goods, lady. No, lady. Um, uh, for me, uh, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and then uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Okay. That's um, for me, uh, Batman Begins is my favorite. Oh, really? It is. It uh, Overall... It is my favorite, and I get I get shit from that from people. I don't give you shit. That's um, interesting about giving shit. And then it would be so it'd be Batman Begins, basically a theatrical order. Uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, I really really love Batman Begins. It's great for, for me. Really I, it, it felt the most like a Batman movie. Yeah. Out of all three of those. Okay. Um, followed by obviously Dark Knight. I do like it. You, you do get a little bit more of that mafia yeah. vibe from the beginning, from the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great origin. Telling oh, it's of, uh, that's probably what I like about it so much. As far as origin stories go, it really is really, really good. Um, yeah. Might be the best comic book origin story that I can think of next to maybe say Iron Man. Yeah. But um, yeah. For me, though, I mean, Dark Knight, though, the performances. I know. And that's... the story, it, it's so cleverly written. It, it is, uh, but but the, I have some issues with, and this is my this is kind of not so much with the movies themselves, but with Christopher Nolan is the way he edits things and goes from scene to scene is can be very jarring sometimes. And to me, some example, of this please. I, I, it'd be hard to think of what, like just to me, like some scenes. In, well, my major complaint is the no, editing. Well, like, you know, getting into it, you know, I thought to like watch and break down and then point out an example like, like that right there. Just some sometimes his the way his narratives flow is a little bit off for me. Just that's just how I feel about it. Um, wrong. Opinions aren't wrong, douche. So um, they are when they're yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I, he, well, he, he, uh, Ledger's so, performance as Joker cannot be, you know, obviously understated how fucking right. good it was. That was great. And, and honestly, everyone's talked about that before. Yeah, so, right. beat that dead horse. Um, Dark Knight Rises. So what do we think? I actually don't... don't I like it. Yeah. I, a lot of people, this, a lot people like crapped on, but I like it. It's... It's, I thought it was a. I thought it was a, a worthy end for it's, everything. It's a distinctive tone from the other two. It it's came, got, the thing is, it came after The Dark Knight. Yeah. And anything that came after that was going to be like, oh, well, whatever. It, yeah. it, it it was a victim of its of the previous one's success, and and how iconic it became because of of Heath Ledger as the Joker. That's true. Because if you go watch that movie, it's like, oh, this is this is a good movie. Yeah, it it's is a good Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's a good ending to that to that trilogy. Yeah, yeah I, have, a, I really have no problems with with. Uh, with the Dark Knight Rises, yeah, you know, it, like it's the, uh, not the last on my list, but that's because like the, like, the um, football team falling into the <laughs> yeah, which that was um that was Heinz Field, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a, yeah, it was actually a bunch of um, Steelers on the roster. Yeah, that uh, Heinz Ward was uh was at the time was still playing for them, but um, yeah, no, Dark Dark Knight trilogy is great, and that really, for one, it revitalized Batman, um, for the big screen because the la- the one we did, had before that was Batman and Robin, yeah. which we all know was a fucking shit piece. I mean, that we was a terrible movie. We haven't had a solo Batman film since, have we? We have not. Just no. just Batman versus Superman. And, and I know they're you know they're making uh, Matthew the, Vaughn. I think is the Batman. The Batman, yeah. Which I kind of hope they go more in like the like you know world's greatest detective type route because that's what he is. But they got to get the casting right. Yeah, they really do. Um, I know they're they're going younger as far as fine, but yeah, which is fine. Um, 
some of the names that have been, you know, tossed about. Yeah. Pattinson, Nicholas uh, Holt. Richard Madden, actually, from, from yeah, Game of Thrones. He's going Marvel, though. I don't know. If, yeah, don't so know probably if... not now. Um, and a few other actors as well. But uh, most of those guys are a little on the small side, like under 5'10". How tall is Bale? He's, he's six foot. Yeah, but, I mean, but Batman is a fairly physically imposing figure. You know, that's kind of the point. Like, what you know, some big caped crusader big, looks like a fucking bat comes up to you, but he's only all of five foot seven. You're not gonna be scared of that. Like, oh, this boots. little guy. He's got big boots. Yeah, yeah. Platform friggin' heels on. No, I'm not gonna be intimidated by that. So I tried googling Robert Pattinson, and it really went to rubber Pattinson. <laughs> what? Instead of Robert, because I do swipe text. Oh. So it said Robert, it went to rubber. Stop Robert. looking. At, stop looking at rubbers while we're doing a fucking podcast, man. You doing your free time is it's yours. Um, Don't share it with everybody. No, still looking up here. Makes for great podcasts. Six one. Pattinson is six one. No, okay, no, I, I wasn't saying him, but some of these other guys are a little tiny. You said you said all these guys are tiny. He's too short, like five ten. But Patton's Pattinson would have to beef up a little bit. But then again, Christian Bale did as well. So he got he got pretty good for the role. I mean, because because it involves a certain physicality. Nicholas Holt is six three. Is he being? Yes, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he is. Ba- basically, all these guys are British actors because apparently there's well, they are mostly better actors over there. But um, yeah, I could see that he 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 almost looks too young though. He kind of has like a, a a baby face. But um, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be I'd be it'd be curious. I mean, that's going to be everything right there. It's going to be the casting on on who plays Bruce Wayne slash Batman. So um, enough. He's- He's too old, but the guy who plays uh, Jamie Lannister, I could play oh, a great Nikolai Coster Waldow. He could play a great Batman with a weird accent. Well, yeah, he's Danish for crying out loud. But still, I mean, come on, yeah, like the cross of Val Kilmer and and like a Clooney. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But um, so let's move on to the next one, which is another trilogy that I have no idea what the hell it is. This is definitely one of yours. Oh, I'll let you take this one. What? The next, the next trilogy here. Oh god, the computer's so far away. Fuck you. Uh, hold on, I have to walk all the way over to see the computer screen. Oh, he's not. He's sitting on a couch. Don't let him fool you. Oh. Um, the doomed bourgeois in love trilogy from Whit Stillman. That just went crickets in my head right now. No, no idea what the hell you're talking about. Um, three films in the '90s, directed by, written and directed by Whit Stillman. Um. Man, these are sharp, witty films about upper-middle-class America um, kind of coming to terms with what the meaning of their life and their class is. Once uh, So Metropolitan is about a bunch of college kids who are kind of starting to realize what life is going to be like. Very pampered lives. Um, it takes place Trust over like babies. two weeks in, over Christmas. Um, the dialogue in any Whit Stillman film is sharp. It's like... Uh, Would you I, say it's witty Stillman? Yes, it, it is. It's it's in, very funny, very funny. Um, but I liken it to... Um, there's a little bit of Woody Allen okay. in the dialogue. Um, who's, who's another dialogue-heavy? Tarantino. Tarantino, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just kind of about characters kind of realizing their place in life and how it's either not what they thought or it's not going to be what they thought. and okay. But it's in a comical sense. So you have Metropolitan. So it doesn't take kids. itself too seriously? Not at all. Okay. Oh, okay. 
uh, metropolitan, um, I guess in about eight college kids who kind of uh, attend parties and balls and stuff like that. And Socialites, basically, living yeah. that life. Yeah, and, and yeah. basically it's just scenes of conversations. Okay. It's just, that's really all it is. Um, then you have Last Days of Disco, which takes place in the last days of the 70s. Um, uh, it takes place at, mostly at a disco bar. Um, there's, uh, who's, it's Kate Beckinsale, Chloe Sevigny, um, are the two leads. Okay. And they're two very both. Good one's actors. very much a socialite, one's kind of not so much. They both work at a publishing house, um, and their lives are kind of going in different ways with who they meet and who they date and stuff like that. Right. Um, and then last one is Barcelona. Uh, I've actually I, heard of that one. I can't name the, the actors. They're, they're in all of the films, but, um, they, uh. It's about two Americans, two cousins. Uh, one's a Navy officer. The other, uh, he works uh, for banking or something like that, um, that are living together in Barcelona. Um, and they're kind of dealing with um, different issues. Uh, one, um, dealing with the fact of being an American military man in a foreign country. Right. Um, and uh, the other one dealing with uh, potentially losing a job. And they, they, but they both meet women that kind of transform their lives a little bit and kind of make them again realize, you know, their place in life, you know, is it really, um, but, uh, kind of, what kind of wasn't what they had planned initially. No, no. And where they see them, themselves going. You know, what would be fun actually is, um, I'm gonna have Pat watch the trailer to, um, to a couple of these and then we're going to take a break and then when we get back, um, I'll have Pat talk about them. See what he thinks. I don't like this idea. I like it. Hold on. Be right back. And we're back. So, yes, I was just subjected to two different trailers. Subjected. It was torture. No, it wasn't. Actually, um, that one for Barcelona actually does look pretty funny. That's why as Metropolitan is probably the funnier of the two. Is it? Yeah, the, the trailer, a terrible trailer. The Taylor trailer sucked. And that's that's one of the issues. Is like you know you go watch a trailer from a movie like from the nineties, eighties. It's like sometimes those trailers are just horrible. Oh, I know. It's like uh, how 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 could you think you were actually selling this movie in a good way? It, it was it, it made the movie seem so pretentious and so up its own ass. It's pretentious, like, but it makes fun of itself. Right, but, but you, you didn't, didn't get that get from that. the trailer no, at all. Not at all. No, it, it seemed like that's what they're going for, and that's yeah. like they're taking it way too seriously. Yeah, but I will take your word for it because the other one kind of sold me enough to where it's like, okay, maybe that guy's writing style is actually pretty pretty clever and funny. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll let you borrow. We have we have all these movies on Blu-ray. I'll let you borrow one. Cool. So that is for the Doomed Bourgeois in Love trilogy. Yes. On to the next one, which initially was a trilogy, is not technically one anymore, I guess, because they added a fourth movie for no reason. And that is the Indiana Jones trilogy. Okay. Um, I probably will have a different take than you on ranking. And I'll okay. go first, because um, I know you went first last time. My favorite one is Last Crusade. Okay. Um, I think I knew that. I love that movie so much. I mean, my uh, my brother and I wore that VHS out. We watched that one more than any of the other ones. Um, after that, it'd be Raiders and then Temple of Doom for me. For me, it's it's Raiders and then Last Crusade. That's usually how it is for most people. Um, I, I'd say that's the more common um, take. I've never actually seen Temple of Doom. Really? No. What? You've seen Crystal Skull? 
Yeah. Unfortunately, I had the displeasure <laughs> of seeing that. Saw that um, like on opening weekend. Yeah, me too. I did because I I absolutely love the love the franchise. I love the character of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Ford, obviously. I can't imagine anyone else in that role, even though it was supposed to be Tom Selleck um, initially. I didn't like know he that. was he was going to be he was Indiana Jones. Like he was kind of like um, who was supposed to be Marty McFly. Uh, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Eric Stoltz was supposed to be. They actually um, shot stuff with him before yeah. Zemeckis was like, no. Right. Yeah. No, they they shot like quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think there, there might even be footage out there of it. Um, but no, Tom Selleck was initially supposed to be Indiana Jones, but then I think he had, he was doing something else. It may have even been Magnum PI when he was still shooting that show. And the studio was like, no, like the, the they who had the contract for that for Magnum PI were like, no, you can't conflict you can't you can't be filming this and, and doing the yes. show at the same time so that would have been interesting i don't think i, don't, I mean it's hard to say if it would have been become as iconic as uh harrison ford's take on it right. i think i probably i'm leaning towards no um he's he did like he really embodied that character very very well for me mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. um but yeah no last crusade is definitely my favorite because you have sean connery in it as his father and they're chemistry is great back and forth that they have is great plus i really like the storyline of that one it's the most almost most grounded one you know yeah. versus nazis i mean it's always they're always fighting nazis but it felt like the most realistic one to me and that's not why i enjoyed it more but i just enjoyed it because it was a better story um you know search for the holy grail and all that kind of stuff like the religious overtones are really for, well done for me um yeah uh, raiders is my favorite i i love raiders up until they um until shit until they find the ark okay after then it becomes you know with the submarine and all that yeah. stuff it becomes a little bit less i like this whole kind of like exploration of trying to find this, this right the really, mystery of it this yeah. this uh historical uh religious thing that may or may not exist i, I like right. that um while evading some some great villains yeah 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 i mean raid raiders is such a classic i mean that was the first one and that really um, kind of it blew up right really from there. Um, Temple Doom is good. It's funny. It's got some really kind of camp. It's got a lot of campiness to it. Mm. Um, you know, I love the whole crazy shaman guy ripping hearts out of people and stuff like that. That's always good. Here's a funny um, thing. Yeah. So my Netflix, we have a child's account set up that has cartoons and stuff for my kid. And uh, one of the movies listed on kids' movies is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Really? Yeah. That is not a kid's movie. I know, right? I mean, I, I probably whoops. watched that movie when I was a little kid, but you know, not, not, Miles is only, what, three? Yeah, he's a three-year-old, so no. Yeah, so that's not, not quite there yet. I mean, they eat friggin' monkey brain, for crying out loud. I know. So um, that, honestly, Nia Jones is probably top five trilogies for me. Oh, cool. Of all time. I mean, I absolutely adore those movies. I just It just brings me right back to, to childhood, and I, I, I'll watch them I'm all waiting. the time. I, I know there hasn't. I know they're with Disney now, uh, but... I'm hoping for a good, uh, like, 4K restoration box oh, set of the, uh, the, of the original three. Yeah, I mean, I know you're you're more into that stuff than I am, but you know, I, I just I'll watch it however it's on and whatever you know, whatever way I can. Um, so I'm going to not I'm going to change the order a little bit because I'm going to save this next one for last. Oh, okay. Um, the next trilogy. I think we pretty much said all we need to say about Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's yeah, a classic. I think most people in our age bracket would have seen those movies. We're good. So we'll move on to the next one, and that would be, uh, was it Robert Rodriguez, right? The, the oh, the, uh, the Mexico the Trilogy. The Mexico Trilogy. 
I'm not gonna have much to say on this because I saw these movies as a kid. Yeah, um, I mean that's just another one. That's that's kind of a a, a pretty big one. That's um, Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and I forget the name of the last one. We're gonna find out though. We have we the are. internet. Oh, he opened Indiana unless Jones I click on the wrong link because I'm an asshole. Um, hold on one second, guys. He's clicking a link. We'll see if he gets it right. This yeah, time. yeah. Oh, he got there it. There we go. Success. What All do we right. got? What's the third so, one? The third one is... Uh, well, we got El Mariachi, then Desperado, and then Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So El Mariachi. El Mariachi. Yes. I, remember, I remember these movies being like on TNT yeah, or TBS all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, They're fun watches. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get some Selma Hayek in there. Yep. Super hot. Um, um, one, um, so... Um, I wish we could talk more about this, but I just haven't seen these in such a long time. It has been a really long time. Uh, I remember enjoying them. You know, I was like kind of cool shoot 'em up type yep. movies. Um, but I really so kudos, have much kudos to, say. to that trilogy. Yes, which we will talk about maybe someday in the future. Yeah, um, probably more of an honorable mention. Really honorable mention. Um, one that is not on this list that I want to mention real quick that I feel deserves to be on this list, and that would be uh, the Captain America trilogy. Oh hell yes, mm-hmm. hell yes. Um, I because we just talked we talked yeah, a lot of MCU we talked on this so podcast, much Marvel and so I just kind of like bypassed it because yeah. sometimes like oh they are trilogies it's like I forget about that and and of all the Marvel films that have you know had their own I guess trilogies because there are a few that have had trilogies so far yeah of the main characters um that one's definitely the best yeah most consistent one gets better with each film yeah um eh. yeah well. To me, Winter Soldier is the best one. That's the second one, but still, and it doesn't get better with each. Civil War is excellent. No, so um, and that will lead us into probably our last one. Do you want to get a couple of uh, honorable mentions before we talk about this last one? Because I think this last one. Well, we these aren't honorable mentions. It's, it's but... Stuff we want to watch. Well, hold on. Did did we talk about Matrix trilogy? Uh, briefly in the beginning, we did. We talked about a new Matrix movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so here's the thing. Not a trilogy I love. No. That's probably why it's not on here. It's great one first I, I movie. I like. I don't like. Well enough. Um, I love the, yeah, like, I know you're getting that. The first movie is incredible. Yeah. And then it really just sort of. That second one, I don't know what the hell. But the third one has its moments. Well, the action sequences. I mean, yeah. and, and the final battle between Neo even and the, Smith. Even the final battle is just kind of like. It's almost gratuitous. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, it, there's other movies, other final battles that. Well, the Wachowskis are are they're they're strange birds. Though, the, the, those those two, they're a little bit odd. Um, even then, um, I mean, very interesting style though in the filmmaking. No, that's cool. The uh, first one's great. Love the first, first one's one. phenomenal. The the I watched uh, it recently. The it so lobby scene, yes. the shoot 'em up lobby scene, yep. is how I test all of my um, surround sound nice. and audio equipment. Yeah. If we have time tonight, um. I might throw that 4K in. And I can't show think of I can't think of a better way to test it. Honestly, I mean, that that scene is, is so freaking iconic. It's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, ranking wise, um, the first Matrix is yeah. is the best one. I, th- I think that's pretty pretty cut and dry, pretty definitive. Yeah. The uh, probably for me then would be the third one, then the second one. Um, and there's there's good parts in 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 the, in the last two. Um, just story kind of gets a little weird. Kind of goes off the rails a little bit for me. I agree. Um, I, I'm wondering if they do something new with this with the Matrix property. That see what we get. 
you know, now now with the the technology and the effects, now I can only imagine how it would look. It would look pretty amazing. <laughs> There's that fight scene. Was it in the second movie? With, when so he rips the pole bad. out of the ground, yeah. it's so obviously a computer generated so character. Bad. Yeah, it looked even then. Even then, it looked kind of shitty, and people were like, "Ah, eh, it doesn't look so good." Right. It's it's it wasn't quite uh, Scorpion King and no, and no. the uh, that was the movie, right? The Scorpion yeah, King. Scorpion King. God, yeah. that was some horror. It, that was that was shitty looking, like just really really bad. Um. So yeah, I mean that that one's that it's definitely worth mentioning because it is a very much a trilogy, um, and it was always meant to be as such. So um, before we mention the last one, uh, oh, okay, there's yeah. a few that we want to watch that sure we like do to, that we'd like to mention. Um, so you go ahead and start on that one, Matt. Um, I don't know. For, I don't know some of these. For me, uh, the three uh, three colors trilogy. Krzysztof no, um, no Koslowski as the director, uh, Polish director. Sure. Um, I really don't sure what they're. I they know they're supposed to be classics. Um, I've, I've seen a few of his other movies. Um, a short film about killing, a short film about love, both amazing and um, oh my god, I can't remember. Uh, he's got another other really well known movie that I can't think of right now because well, we'll just I go. Suck. We'll just go on to the next one then. Um, what's the before trilogy? I have no idea what that is. Um, oh, the Double Life of Veronique. Okay. Is the other one. Um, that's a great movie. Um, anyway, uh, the Before Trilogy, Richard Linklater. This is with Ethan Hawke and... Oh, um, is that... Um, it's three films about the same couple like, when they meet. Okay. About different stages throughout their life, throughout their beginning from when they meet. Yeah. So it's before uh, before sunset, before sunrise, and before... I forget. Before Probably midnight. Before order. midnight. Oh, okay. Before midnight. Okay. That was a showdown question. Um Nice. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be great. Um, what else do I have on there? Um, um, the Dollars trilogy, and that is would be Sergio Leone's. Um, I saw Western I've pieces. Probably seen all these as a kid. And I just I didn't have. give a shit. It's yeah. As a kid, though, I, I couldn't remember really a lot from them other than Clint Eastwood shooting people. Yep. Um, then, they're actually all on, I believe, Amazon Prime. I think so. Yeah. Right, like right now. And then uh, last one here, um, How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Uh, the first two are great. I I've heard they're great. I've not one. seen any of them. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh. Yeah, I should. But uh, these are ones. These are movies where I, I know I would enjoy them, given the the subject matter and theme. I love and the name. I'll, I'll let you borrow the first one if you want. Yeah. I have it. Um, I uh, love the the name of the island that the Vikings live on, Burke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just Burke. Exactly. Okay. Like Burke. You. Burke. I know. Yeah. I know. Like the 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 dragon's name, Toothless, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Animation's really good. Um, I heard the heard it, like the second one is really really good. It is. It's fantastic. Um, and then the yeah you know, the third one came out recently, right? Mm-hmm. A couple months ago. No, last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Uh, I, last I can't year. keep track of time. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Or no, yeah, maybe you, it was you, bef- maybe it came out right for Captain Marvel. I can't remember. Maybe I think yeah, yeah I, it did. Yeah, I it think did. it was earlier yeah, this yeah, year, so right, probably right. got caught in the, you know, the wake of that. So um, so those are just some ones that that you know we either have seen before or need to refresh on ones we want to see. So let's get into the last one. And I'm sure most of you guys probably guess what it is, given that it's probably the biggest trilogy ever. And that would be the Star Wars trilogy. And when we say that, we mean the original ones, the the New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. To me, those those are the Star Wars trilogy. You didn't tell me that. I had all my notes for the prequel trilogy. Well, you know, you can mention that too if you want, and how much the that's fine. Of the that's fine. Is awful. We'll, ju- we'll just uh, we'll just you know, 
make references that make no sense to you. Yeah, exactly. We'll just, you know, talk about sand or frolic and flowers, which is pretty much the whole second movie in the prequels. Pound and sand. Pound and sand, exactly. Basically. Tell that movie to go pound sand. All right, so the original Star Wars trilogy, and Matt just got hit in the face with his microphone. It's literally like trying to make out with him. It's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> um, so... Let's get let's get this out of the way. Let's rank these bad boys before we start talking about them. You go first. Uh, oh shit. Um, this is because this is a tough one, honestly. Because it can go, it can change daily almost. Nah, Empire, New Hope, Return of the Jedi. Okay. For me, Empire, Return of the Jedi, New Hope. Okay. I love Return of the Jedi. I absolutely love that friggin' movie. I mean, when I was a kid, Jedi I was, Rock. You I love was, Jedi Rock. Jedi Rock, dude. That's your ringtone. That's right. Isn't that the name of it? The song in the in the extended edition, a special oh, I, edition, John Wells. I'm not. That's this, actually his ringtone, folks, on his phone. From this, for this discussion, I am not talking about the um, special editions that came out in the '90s. I'm talking about the original theatrical cuts. Uh, New Hope's special edition wasn't bad. Yeah, but then but then they got really and and Empire Strikes Back. They didn't really add much because they didn't really have to. That movie's damn near perfect. Um, they but replaced the stuff, what they replaced um, Palpatine. Yeah, and they and they, they they changed a few effects and, and gave a couple shots a little bit more, like some Clash City shots and stuff like that. But um, the most egregious, right. the most egregious um, use of George Lucas's fucking crazy mind and love for special effects is uh, Return of the Jedi, the Jabba's palace scene with the with the the music that was awful. Even when I watched, I remember seeing that in the theater. I was so excited. And I saw that, and I was just like, what the hell is this? This is terrible. He's playing Stop It. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, listen listen to that. It's terrible. I'm about to flip this table. That is so bad. Please don't. Yeah. I remember, like I was saying, even when I saw it in the theaters, I was like, this this is garbage. I never like, saw that. The only special edition I saw in theaters was... Um... Uh, New Hope. Oh, I saw them all. I could not wait. I mean, I probably saw them all multiple times as well. But th and then, so that was the that's probably the worst use of it. And then I, I, I like changing out the song at the end. Now I, I don't. I like I like the the Wub Wub song. The I like the new one. The new one. The I like the new one and adding in all the shots of their systems tying in the prequels. I like that. Eh, it, uh, to me, it was unnecessary. Uh, I, maybe also because I was so used to seeing it one way yeah. and seeing it another really was jarring. That one, I would say, I would give that one a pass over the Jabba's Palace one because that was just bad. It looked bad, it sounded bad, and they should feel bad about it. <laughs> so um, I always, I can't remember if I was talking to you about it or my wife, thinking about like, okay, so when they're doing that song mm -hmm. and they're making the special edition of Return of the Jedi and they're putting this song in this movie think about the editors the graphics the, the cgi team that was assigned to do this and it's like thinking they probably hated themselves yeah it's like what what's going on in your head we're like this is this is shit yeah. what is this is who like how do we say you know, like, how do you say no yeah exactly how do you how do you rein george lucas in from fucking well, talking attack whipping of the clones, his dick out like, all over the screen talking attack of the clones you know like brett yeah. Burt edited um edited that movie did a lot of editing it's like how do you uh someone I could be like George this kind of edit around a shitty script and yeah, it's kind of kind of difficult you know I, I, I'll never like, quick aside for the prequels I've softened my stance on them as I've gotten older because I can actually see we're gonna we're gonna do our own episode yeah I mean I can see the story that they wanted to tell but I have my issues we'll do we will talk about that another time um, but real quick 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. What are we talking about again? We were talking about our ranking um, of the original of the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was saying, professing my love for Return of the Jedi, um, Empire to me hands down is the best Star Wars movie Re- ever made. Return. I go back to Return of the Jedi. That throne room scene, man, and the space battle. That right there makes the movie. When the the throne room is great. I wish the soundtrack. You can't get the the climax. Oh, really? um, the, the song that's playing with Vader and Luke are fighting each other for the yeah. final time. It's not on the right. It's only the kind of special edition soundtrack, which is tough to find. Oh, that sucks. That's Spotify so good. It, yeah. It, um, let's see. I'm, every time that like one of the newer movies or I watch the prequels, um, this is why I like my way of like after uh, Empire of going back and watching the prequels. Because whenever you get into heavy force stuff, right. nothing hits quite like Return of the Jedi like those scenes on uh, Endor between Luke and Leia. Yeah. Or Luke on Dagobah where he goes back and Yoda tells him that, you know, it's like, yeah, so he is your dad about that. And Obi-Wan's like, like, didn't mention that. Obi-Wan's like, not my fault. It's like, from from a point of view. Yeah. It's like, I didn't lie. I just omitted the truth, (laughs) basically. And, um, but you get all this heavy hitting force stuff. You get the, 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 Sibling relationship, you get the Luke redemption of Leia. Darth Vader. Get, it, so it's like if you want to ever get like hit with heavy with that force yeah. stuff, it's like I was like going back to return. Like honestly, you can skip the honestly you could skip the Jabba stuff. I tend to uh, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's good. I mean, it, but it's almost it went on too long. It did went on way too long. That should have been a quick 15, 20 minute boom yep. done. It was like the first thirty five minutes of the movie. Maybe even more than that. It, it, it seemed to fun, go on forever. A fun heist escape, yeah. Mini right thing with getting heist. And they made, they kind of they, they drew it out way too much. And then but then we get into like the great stuff, and that's the the assault on this new Death Star, the the infiltration oh, yeah. on Endor, fantastic space battle. Luke, yeah, exactly. And it was still still the best one in the whole series, next to um, to me uh, the Rogue One, yeah, uh, space battle. And then you have Luke going on his mission, yep, to try to. You know, save his father essentially. I mean, that's his plan. He's, he's right. going in there with the thought, "Hey, I'm going to try to save him." Right. Um, and then you know the encounter with the emperor is just so good. I yep. mean, I mean that really. If it were, honestly, if it weren't for, um, the Jabba stuff, that probably edged out for me over Empire. Probably, I think so. Um, but to me, Empire just wins on every level now. It moves, just, man. It, it really moves. does. But and so it, does so does a New Hope. Oh yeah. There's no part of New Hope that's like us. Oh, New Hope is so like New Hope is just so like fun and like it's a like a quintessential adventure movie. It really feels that way the whole it's, time. It's you can never experience it again for the first time no. because now that we know the backstory of Obi Wan and mm-hmm. Vader and Anakin and all that stuff, so it's like that little bit of time between Ben and Luke in his in his hut where he's like, you know, I fought with your dad in the Clone Wars. Right. He's greatest pilot. Oh, they laid so many nuggets. Like, oh my god, it's like. I, mean, I can imagine being fans then when that movie came out, hearing all that stuff, these references within the established within this world. Yeah, you're hearing references to historical things that you have no idea about. Right. I just like, oh, what's that? Like, what's the Clone Wars? Like, who who are these people? Like, who is the Emperor? What is the Empire? How did all this come about? Yeah. And that right there, I think, because you before that, you know, nothing really had a, a such an established world like that. Right. And, and then, you know, obviously the other movies came out. Because Star Wars, when, it, when New Hope when it came out, that was a gamble. No, it did. That's George Lucas oh. put everything he had into it. It's great. The Death Star stuff is awesome. Oh, the yeah. Set there. Um, the, uh, the battle, the, the Death Star battle at the end. Yeah. Yeah, great. the trench run. Yeah. Yeah, the trench run. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 
That's good stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, that one is is like I said, it's at the bottom of my list, but I still I adore it. I adore those movies. I mean, whenever I want some Star Wars, I'll put those on. Did you see that video I sent you of that of someone like recut or redid? You know, I've the... seen that. That's been floating around for a few days. I haven't watched it yet though. It's but a lot good. of people are posting it now. What it's, is it exactly? Um, a team redid uh the uh fight between Obi Wan and Vader from A New Hope. Yeah, essentially like okay, so what if they weren't quite so. Like you know, rusty bucket of bolts on one side. Well, that, that and was also that was also filming of the time. No, I know, you know. I know, but say it wasn't. So say yeah. it's like Obi Wan still like channeled everything he had in the force right. to actually be you know kind of like in Rebels in that mm-hmm. Darth Maul scene, um, and then you had Vader who was actually like you know maybe not a little bit more mobile yeah. than he was there. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't like you know it wasn't like Return of the Sith or Revenge of the Sith, um, abilities, but it was like just dialed down a little bit right. from that. Um it's actually really well done because how do they do it? They do um it's it's a little is bit it re-edited or is it just no, reshot? No, it's 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 reshot um with a with a combination of CD and CG and live action. Oh, okay. But they do a really good job like however I'm not sure if they did it via CG or if they said someone who looked just like Alec Guinness right. playing uh Obi-Wan but there's some good shit. I'll play it for you. Yeah, I'll watch that after this, but um yeah, I mean we uh, like we've said before we could also we could do a whole just discussion episode on, yeah, on Star Wars um, in general. I think we we probably we will um, definitely as we as we you know get closer to uh, probably when Episode Nine comes out. But um, yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Oh man, this episode really? of Cinema Small Talk. Um, I miss it already. I know I do too. Where can the people find us, Matt? Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about Star Wars right now. I know. Well, Spotify. um, Yeah, actually, you need to be able to do this too sometime in case. Yeah, I I forget forget all this shit. Uh, Spotify. Right now, Spotify, Google um, Podcasts, Anchor. um, There's a few others, but um, basically, if if you go to Google and search "Cinema Small Talk," we're the first thing that pop. That podcast after the end of it for right now. Uh, We're getting there. Um, A shout out to everyone who's already listening and subscribing. if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. It uh, kind of gives us a better idea of who's listening. Right. And make sure you get um, our awesome, fantastic content every week. Yes. So who doesn't want this in their life? Exactly. And we try to keep it fun for you all. So um, this that's it. So that's Cinema Small Talk today for yeah. Matt over here. I am Pat. You all have a wonderful day. 